Coach. This is your host, Ange Stoprin, and you're listening to Episode 7. Hey guys, um, welcome back. Uh, it's been a little bit. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from recording this podcast just because, honestly, I felt I was in a little bit of a rut and I wasn't feeling completely connected with the original reason that I wanted to start a podcast, and that was to have interviews with conscious entrepreneurs. And as you know, entrepreneurs are extremely busy. I think there's a quote that says that entrepreneurs work 80 hours a week trying to not work a job that's 40 hours a week, right? So we all probably worked a 40-hour week at some point for someone else, but we had that entrepreneurial spirit inside our heart that wanted to go out and do something else, and then we work 80 hours a week. <laughs> so um, everyone is extremely busy. Scheduling interviews was a little bit difficult. And honestly, like you guys, I am so busy with the one-on-one coaching that I do, the business coaching and the personal self-coach. And then I have my online course and I teach and I'm a stay-at-home mom and I have a bunch of other things going on as we all do. So scheduling those was a bit of a conflict. So I decided that I would rather talk to you personally about topics that I'm passionate about. And then when those who are open to coming on to the podcast and are ready to come on, that they'll come on and we'll just have conversations around life, business, and whatever else comes up. So changing the format just a little bit, just the description, but the topics will somewhat stay around the same. So today we're going to talk about allowing shift to happen. So I posted on Instagram the other day, just a quote, allow shift to happen. And right now, astrologically, we're going through a lot of shifts. And I'm recording this on the latter part of the new moon. And I'm learning more and more about astrology. I'm actually taking a course this Saturday. So I'm hoping to bring more of that information here. But for the past eight weeks, we've been in what they say, astrologers say, is a wormhole. And I like to think of the wormhole as a container for transformation. And this wormhole that we've been in for the past eight weeks has been a transformative one, especially for myself. I have felt a complete shift. And I got to thinking about how shift happens, how we allow shift to happen, And shift cannot happen in a container full of anxiety or avoidance or procrastination. Shift needs to happen in a container that is willing to flow. And so I got, I taught a class the other day about the water element and how we can bring flow more into our lives. And I brought this theory of shifting into it. So I'll kind of explain in the way that I explained during my yoga class with the theme of water. So the way I see it is that when shift is happening, so we're constantly in a state of flow. We're constantly in this state of a stream or a river that's within us. And we're made up of, you know, 70 some percent of water. And so we're already flowing within the body. And if we allow ourselves to flow along the river, shift is able to flow along our river with us. And shifting is, I think of it as a different 
type of element, almost like an air element, because air element is all about movement and transformation. And if you think of air, um, when we shift seasons, so from summer to fall, which we're doing right now, the wind starts to blow, and that wind usually blows in the colder season or the colder air or the storm that's coming that brings in the colder air. And I think it's such a beautiful, natural shift that we can learn so much from. So think of your river as you're flowing down the river. It's, it's made up of whatever is going on wherever you've been in your life. But shifting is very uncomfortable. So if you're flowing through your river and then all of a sudden something happens within your life, a a bit of transformation, a lesson, and that could be good or bad. It could be uncomfortable. It could be comfortable. Shift happens in so many different ways and so does transformation. And then you begin to flip around onto your stomach and you're you're swimming upstream. And this is really uncomfortable because you're not getting anywhere, right? But you know if you flip back onto your back and just flow down with the river that you can breathe a little bit, you can begin to shift down the river. Now, there's another part of this whole thing, because as we all know as humans, it's not that easy to flip on our back and just float down, right? We need a life jacket if we're going to do that comfortably, something that supports us in our life. And I do this in my one-on-one coaching, and I also do this in the online course, but I establish, we help I help my students establish their values and what are their true values at the core of their being, what their root chakra brings in, and how their roots really establish this for them. And that's that's the life jacket. That's who you are. That's who you are at the core of your being and what supports you in your life. When awakening begins to happen, we, I don't know. What do you guys think? I seem to, and I've learned this through the years of this practice, but at first, I think when I first started feeling awakening and the shifting of that, it was almost too much space for me. So I got very, very distracted. And I think of this analogy of throwing up a big, huge boulder in your stream something to kind of just like stop the stream for just a moment because this awakening is too much to to really understand at this time. So throwing that boulder in the stream, maybe throwing another boulder in the stream. But as we know, the more boulders we throw into the stream, the slower the stream goes. It's still going to flow. It's just going to flow at a slower pace. And we have those opportunities to carve out those boulders through the years so that we can allow the shifting to happen at a faster rate. And honestly, I'm a Taurus, so I'm an earth sign and I'm very, very grounded. And I like to take the slower route. I used to think, oh my gosh, I need to get all this done. Why can't I learn quicker? Why can't I do things faster? And then I began to realize over self-study of just, okay, you move at a slower pace and that is perfectly fine. So carve out the boulders, allow that time to shift. And over the past eight weeks during this transformational time, I have, I've, (sighs) during my ritual practice, my devotional practice that I do in the morning, I've left it open, no expectations. I've taken 
any expectations of meditation, of mantra, of journaling, of reading, whatever those rituals that I had before, I've taken them out. And I've let space be the container for this transformation. And I just sat in it, which, yeah, at times it's really uncomfortable to sit in space. And on other times, it's completely revealing of information that needs to come through. The other day I gave this example, if the river didn't connect with some of my students, I gave them an example of a house. So we as a structure in our, in our being are this house, right? And our heart is in the middle of the home. And we have our left ear and we have our right ear. And there's this channel of energy of air that comes in the left and out the right. And we hear that. We hear that. That's our intuition. That's that guidance that we hear. That's our gut feeling of knowing that something is coming. You have this idea. And we have the left, let's say in our house, we have the left window open and we have the right window open. And if we allow the, the breeze, this nice fall breeze to come through the left window and to allow that to shift and transform through our heart center and then out the right side. But if we decide to close the windows and we just sit still in this container, there's no air to breathe and it gets really, really stuffy and it's not a space that can grow. So if you think of another example of growing a garden, and if you've ever grown a garden, you know that it takes time. It takes a lot of patience to watch from seed to bloom. And it takes this time of watering, right? Of light from the sun, maybe some plant food and patience and care for this plant. And when planting seeds, especially during um, the time of the new moon where you're setting in your intention and planting the seeds for what you want to bloom in the next few weeks, Remember that it's not going to just bloom with a snap of a finger. Think of it every single time that you plant intentions, that you plant a goal of something that you want to do. As much as we would love for it to happen right now, it has to go from seed to bloom. So it needs that nurturing time of light. So that's your positive energy, that candle that you light in the morning. That's your tribe that you keep around you who is the light when you are in your dark. And water, keeping yourself liquefied, nurtured. Food, same thing, nurturing yourself, self-love, and a lot of patience, right? And continuing just to breathe in it and breathe through it. And if you are able to be patient and this is something I try to teach my five-and-a-half-year-old son all the time. Because, of course, as a kid, we remember, right? He's already started making his Christmas list. Like, I just want it now. I want Legos now. Yeah, I understand, but you got to be patient. Like, So we're planting those seeds now for him, making his Christmas list, allowing that to come, you know. And being able to sit in this patience and sometimes very uncomfortable space, allowing shift to happen, allowing life to happen. And that doesn't mean just sitting and being lazy and not doing anything, 
But you guys, as Americans, we need to be able to sit and have some quiet space and have some quiet time. And my suggestion and recommendation to everyone is if you do not have a practice, a ritual practice for yourself, I ask that you take one to five minutes every morning to find something that brings you joy and love into your heart. And I don't care if you just light a candle and set an intention for the day. That will take one minute. I always tell my my coaching clients if they say, I don't have time, I don't have time for rituals. I say, you have enough time. You have one minute to light a candle, set your intention for the day, blow out the candle, and go take a shower and move on with your day. You have enough time to light a candle. Everyone does. And taking that time to just sit still for a moment, light your candle, hear the space, allowing that time for you to breathe, to be with your heart, say hello to yourself, set an intention, and then move on with the day. Everyone has one minute. That was one minute there, you guys. One minute to take time for yourself, not ego-wise, right? Ego, we're removing that. We're going deeper in our center than ego. We're going into more soul. We're coming into spirit when we get quiet like that. And often what happens when we get quiet like that, you begin to hear your inner self, your inner guide, your intuition, your guides up above, and they're there to tell you something. They're there to help you. They're there to help you sit in the uncomfortableness to allow the shifting and the transformation to happen. So there's, um, I think in episode, what was it, you guys, five, I talked a little bit about how fear disguises itself, right? And... Um, When the uncomfortableness gets too much, we love to bring in the distractions, especially if you are feeling that sense of fear or the sense of anxiety. And that's why for for those who do have that energy within their body, I always suggest to keep your ritual nice, short, and sweet, unless you want to sit longer and kind of dive into why that energy is there. It's a little bit of a deeper study. And I usually recommend if you're going to go there to have somebody with you, whether it's a therapist, a coach, um, a really good friend, a teacher, I always recommend to have somebody there to support you and guide, guide you within that deeper study. Um, but when we, when we come across these distractions, and in episode five, I talked about the fear and how it disguises itself. And there's different words of disguising fear, and that's that could be avoidance, procrastination, being overwhelmed, confusion, and excuses. And when shift is happening, these are our boulders. Avoidance. Ugh, I don't want to even go through this transformation. It's too much for me right now. I don't even want to think about it. I have enough on my plate. I can't think about like connecting into my soul and shifting. So I'm going to avoid it and do something else, or procrastination. Maybe you are overwhelmed with everything going on, especially right now, geez Louise, with 
everything going on in the world and the hurricanes and everything, it's such a reflection of where we are energetically. And if we could all just sit every single morning and light a candle and breathe, I think that we could, we could shift the way the world's thinking right now, but we need everyone on board. So think of those as their, of, of your boulders, right? They're kind of our protectors. When we're feeling fearful or uncomfortable, we definitely place those boulders in our stream. And they're our safety net sometimes. Being, I used to be a avid procrastinator and, um, and an avoider for all, many things, projects, conversations, difficult conversations. Um, I've often felt very overwhelmed with projects and then I begin to go through the list. I procrastinate, I avoid, I try to find everything and anything else to do but that project. But it wasn't until, and this was just recently, you guys, I was trying to write an article for the Colorado Yoga Life magazine and I had never, I've never experienced writer's block. But I was in the dead of night, in the darkest spot of writer's block. I could not, for the life of me, write an article in which I'm extremely passionate about, which is rituals. And it wasn't until I just stopped everything. It had been hmm, six weeks that I had been trying to write this article. I stopped everything I was doing. I gave myself a day to clear my space, clear the space within me. And I thought to myself, okay, I need to come at this article with my devotional practice that I do have. I don't want to force it. I want it to come through me naturally. I want it to flow through me so that it's, it's me that's writing the article and not just my head writing the article. And so I sat down and Saraswati is the goddess of creativity, of music, of writing. And I knew, and I've been studying um, The Rising Shakti by Sally Kempton. It's a wonderful book about the goddesses. And I've been reading that book for a while and really studying it and honoring it. And all of a sudden, I got silent. I sat still. I lit my candle. And through my left ear, I hear channel in Saraswati. She's here for you to help you write this article. And I did. And I said one of her mantras, and I did it with my japa meditation, which is using the mala and saying it 108 times. And I gave it time, planted that seed. Two days later, I woke up in the morning so inspired, like words flowing through my heart just the water in my body, like flowing through my fingertips and boom, that article came out and I was able to write it and it was perfect. And my, my editor was like, that was awesome. No edits, perfect article. Can't wait to publish it. We're going to try to fit it all in because it was over the, the word count because there was so much coming through and boom, it happened. And I truly, honestly believe in this process, you guys. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now or you're procrastinating a fear that you have of starting something new, if you have an idea, if you have a business idea, if there's a tough conversation that you're trying to develop the confidence to go have, 
sit still for a moment. Think about letting all of that just go for just a minute. Light your candle, get quiet. Plant the seed of allowing that to happen. Let me, so if you're having to have that hard conversation, which I've had to do so many times in my life, plant the seed. Sit still for a moment, close your eyes. Plant the seed of allowing abundance into your heart so that you can have this difficult conversation with your full heart. Have a conversation out of love. And if confrontation comes into this, bring more love, more abundance of love. Plant that seed. Give it some time. Allow it to bloom. You'll know when the right time is to have that conversation. You'll give a call or meet them up for coffee or tea and be able to have that conversation from a grounded place because you planted that seed. Same thing with a business idea. If you have a business idea or even an idea within your business that you want to launch, light your candle, sit for a moment, take in your breath, What is the seed of this idea? Find it in your heart. Is this idea full of love? Is it full of your soul's desire? Is it going to bloom into something that provides or helps others with the intention of love? Is it coming from your heart? Is it coming from your head? Connect back into your heart. Plant the seed of the true intention of your idea. What's the value of it? What's that idea's root? And then plant it. Breathe. And let it be. Nurture it, but don't obsess over it. Because if we obsessed over growing tomatoes, it probably wouldn't work. (laughs) The first time I had a garden, I obsessed. I was watering it all the time. I was moving. It was a container garden. I was moving the containers to make sure I had the right enough of, of sun. And honestly, I did not give enough space for those tomatoes to grow. They grew maybe like two feet and they weren't very tasty. And the next time... I decided to not do containers because I didn't want to obsess over it and I didn't want to put the seeds in a tight space. I wanted to give them a space to grow. So I pulled out this really annoying tree that we had in Georgia. It was already in this flower box and I don't know, it wasn't even a tree. It was like a shrub, but it had thorns in it and um, I don't know. It was just annoying. So me and my husband pulled it out. We pulled out the roots. We put down compost. We cared for the soil. And then we planted our tomatoes. And I let it be. I let the sun do its job. I watered it. And in Georgia, right now I'm in Colorado, so I probably would have to water every day. But in Georgia, there's so much moisture. I didn't have to water every day. The first time in Georgia when I had the containers, I watered every day. I overwatered. This time I let it be. I let my intuition be guided of when I needed to water. And these things grew to be six feet tall, juicy, delicious red tomatoes. And so I've always kind of kept that example of growth 
and when we are growing as human beings, we need to, we are also plants. You know, we open up at this, at the same rate. We go through transformation, right? We go through death and rebirth, death and rebirth over and over again, as we watch our seasons go through that as well. Um, So my whole intention for this podcast was for you to be able to connect to this transformation in what you're going through. And we're all going through it all the time. There's always a shift happening. So allow it, allow it to happen. Be patient, plant your seeds, watch them grow, nurture them with, with your whole heart and they'll bloom. You'll know when they bloom, you'll know. All right, guys, um, I am off to actually record another podcast with my friend, Melanie Lighthouser, and we're just going to record conversation today. So I'm really excited. That will be what? Episode eight. That's a good number. Episode eight. So look forward to that coming up. Um, we start a course in one week. If you listen to this within this week before, let's see, what's the date? The 26th. If you listen to this before September 26th, you have an opportunity to join in on our online course through the Colorado School of Yoga. It's an online mentorship course for yoga teachers. We also have a Pilates teacher coming on board. So if you are in the health and wellness industry and you're interested in this course, please contact me so we can chat about what it is. Um, It's a seven-week course. We start with the root chakra. We establish your values. We move into how you navigate fear and creating rituals. We go into your natural strengths and how to create the values and put them into actionable items within your life and your teachings and your career and your business. We also go into marketing and setting your marketing plan, establishing who your ideal client is. Um, The sixth week we go into planning and I take you through this process that I call business flow and how everything you do um, helps you market your business. We also go into profitable planning, how to establish your rates and how to be profitable within this industry. And the last week is all about trusting the process and allowing it to be. These seven weeks roll up into seven steps into planning anything, planning workshops, retreats, vacations, whatever you want to plan. So it's an awesome course. It's $370. If you're an alumni of Colorado School of Yoga, you get a discount, but you can go to coloradoschoolofyoga.org to look at that course. It's under the button online. So if you guys are locally and you want to join in on our sound baths, I um, have been doing sound and playing the singing bowls for quite some time. And now there's three of us that do it together and we put on these beautiful sound journeys here in Loveland, Colorado. If you're interested in that, um, please email me, ange at angestopper.com, and I'll get you on our new list. We're in the process of getting our website. It's Mantrika Shakti, and we're in the process of getting our, our website up. And I will announce that once it's up and ready. We're going to be having retreats coming up here in February and June. So you'll definitely, if you want to get into the sound journeys and allow sound to help you get into a rested space so that you can naturally heal, it's a beautiful process to go through. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Check me out on Instagram and Stopren, also Facebook. And my website, angestopper.com, if you want to sign up for my monthly newsletters, the October one's coming out. Um, It's going to be full of awesome information. 
And you can always check on angestoppern.com under the um, button podcast, Yoga Coach Podcast, for our show notes for any information there. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.